What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. All right. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to do some money in politics with Liz Peek, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore, vice president of FreedomWorks and Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and WABC radio host of More Money following this show on many of these same stations. Please watch, listen to More Money. I guess you can't watch it, but you can listen to it. All right, kids. I'm going to look at this startup here, The Hill, Liz Peak, Joe Biden's Bidenomics tour, a risky bet as jobs market cracks. Okay, the jobs market cracks was a pretty sluggish, sloppy number. But Liz, I'm on a constant quest to find out what Bidenomics means. Before we have to figure out why it's risky, what is Bidenomics? Middle out, bottom up, really? I thought the whole thing was a massive top-down government spending grift for Democratic uh, interest groups. Yeah, it's exactly what it is, Larry. Bidenomics, to me, is big spending, big government, and big labor. <laughs> Those three things, which, by the way, are not conducive to a growing, prosperous economy. And we're seeing that right now. I mean, all this spending has driven up costs, driven up inflation, middle-class wages, have not gone anywhere in real terms. In fact, they're down over the last 26 months, which is why, by the way, not being stupid, middle-class voters are giving Joe Biden the lowest marks of any income group. They get it that their livelihoods have been debased by this uh, increase in inflation, and nothing that Joe Biden is doing is helping that matter. So Bidenomics is a bust, and I think we are beginning to see the cracking of the one solid Thing that he has been pointing to over and over again uh, in this Bidenomics tour, which is job gains. Job gains faltered this past month. They're going to falter more. And what also we saw was a very big uh, revision downward in jobs added, 110,000 for just two months, April and May. More revisions downward are coming for reasons we can get into. But I think the numbers have been overblown. And basically, that is really the only thing that Joe Biden um, can claim has been working. Yeah, so adjusted for these downward revisions, you're quite right. Uh, Non-farm payrolls actually were up 99,000, that's all. And private payrolls were up 51,000. That's all there was. And Steve yeah. Moore, the single biggest category of job increases under Bidenomics in the month of June was, Don't wait it. for it, Government, government. Yep. 60,000 jobs from government. So this is part of the grift, okay? Companies that subscribe to climate warming and EVs and batteries and all that stuff, unions, teachers unions, poverty, uh, you know, daycare centers, uh, blue states and blue city democratic mayors and interest groups, they're all getting it. Now, I would regard that as a top down not a bottom up what do you think yeah no there's question about it no question about it in fact i was struck by those very same numbers that uh the majority of the jobs that were created on net in uh in june were government jobs so that's where 
And by the way, a government job is kind of a fake job, right? Because a government <laughs> worker can only work if, if you've got private sector workers supporting their. So we want to see a reduction. I took some flack for saying this yesterday, but we want to see a reduction in government workers, not an increase in government workers, uh, given how, how much in debt uh, our, and how big our government is today. And so uh, I would just add one thing to what uh, Liz was saying, is that um, the green move, we have to start defining the quote green movement is not quote green as an environmental, but green as in money. Mm. So this is just this is just a massive, multi-trillion-dollar um, climate change industrial complex that's been built in the United States and around the world. This is not about saving the planet, folks. It's about people getting really, really, really rich off of government programs uh, that keep expanding in size. We had something in the hotline uh, the other day that uh, worldwide over the last 20 years, you know how much money has been spent on climate change, Larry? Uh, yeah, $6 trillion. I think, yeah, somewhere close to that. I mean, and by the way, uh, carbon emissions are higher now than ever before. <laughs> <I know. laughs> what, what did that $6 trillion buy? <laughs> by the way, it's an interesting piece, Liz. Uh, I don't know if you saw it by Steve Coonan. Uh, Biden's own Council of Economic Advisors, along with the Office of Management and Budget, published a white paper that basically said um, the consensus view of the increase in temperatures has almost no impact on uh, the economy. Now, this is the CEA and OMB. It, it didn't percolate up into the Oval Office. I, I doubt if Biden's ever talked to a CEA. But the, but it was interesting. Kunin, who was a brilliant climate guy and a, you know, is a theoretical physicist and all that, you know, he wrote a good piece in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, we had him on the radio a little bit while ago, and he was on TV last night. But yeah, um, there's there is no existential threat. OK, what there is, is, this, you know, you talk about trickle down. OK, this is trickle down. This is government trickle down. This has nothing to do with middle out or bottom up. Yeah. No, so I, and, one... and I think. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to make no, one no, no, quick point on that. Uh, just one quick point. You know, I was talking to David Malpas, who was the head of, you know, the, our friend who was the head of the World Bank and did a great job. Uh, they're trying to suppress some of the craziness. But one of the points that he made me, to me was so interesting when he'd go to these international meetings and all of the Western leaders, including Biden, were talking all about climate change and how these poor countries have to have built solar plants. And, he, and, you know, it was so interesting because he said, these poor countries don't have any interest in, they don't need solar plants. They need mm. clean water. They need energy. They, I mean, it's, yeah. it's cultural imperialism for our all these rich countries to sell, tell these poor countries they have to stay poor by not using energy. Got it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the worst kind of hypocrisy to be yeah. shoving a climate agenda down the throat of countries that just really can't afford exactly. it, and many of them can't. What's interesting right. to me is there's been quite a bit recently written about China looking for energy security. Well, we all know that energy security is national security. China gets right. it. The Biden administration does not. China is willing to basically push back against all the climate activists in their country and certainly worldwide saying, look, we, our renewable uh, investment is pretty substantial, but it is not secure. This is not secure energy. We have to continue to build coal plants, which, of course, is like kiss of death for environmentalists. Uh, because we have to backstop all the renewables, something that England didn't learn. The Ameri 
United States is going to learn in the next couple of years because we're going to have power outages in parts of the country where there is no excuse for power outages. We've never had that before. And it will all be at the doorstep of this climate nuttiness that has overtaken this country. But, Larry, I think you can see the reason for this. Biden is talking. They're rolling out this map of where they're spending money, the manufacturing boom and stuff. It is all about politics. It's all about saying to South Carolina, look, we've put a plant to make solar panels in your state. It's going to bring 40 jobs and $400 million and so forth. And they are doing that. If you watch it, it is a total political ploy. And it is so offensive. I can't even get my arms around it. (laughs) Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's PriorityGoldGuide.com. In the last two months, manufacturing jobs have gone up 4,000. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not much. And, and incidentally, on that point, Larry, you know, the, the president, we had this chart showing yeah. that, you know, this big increase in, in uh, and he was in, in manufacturing jobs. I don't know how we squared that with the number that you just provided, but uh, he was saying, and this is because of our climate agenda and because of the Inflation Reduction Act, and so what you've got now is the government is directing whatever investment's going on. It's all being directed by government, Larry. And so, you know, we're bu- it's almost like we're building pyramids and we're building things that are not productive investments. And I hope all of your listeners, because I know that uh, you guys remember this, remember Solyndra and remember yeah. what yeah. happened under Obama when they were going to they tried this already with the whole we're going to have all these government subsidized companies and Fisker Automotive and, all, and every one of them went bankrupt. And I, I guarantee you we're going to see a lot of that happening in the next 18 months with all these, quote, investments that Biden is making. By the way, the con- construction and manufacturing adjusted for inflation has gone nowhere. It's about yeah. where it was in 2015. That's right. Okay, Conrad DeQuatros did the chart. We ran it yep. on the show. You, yep. ra- you ran a similar chart in the hotline. The, hotline. I mean, yep, yep. the whole thing is bogus. First of all, we're in a manufacturing recession. The ISMs yeah. for manufacturing are down eight consecutive months. Okay, and this guy's running around the country bragging about a manufacturing boom. All right, there is a boom. 60,000 jobs in government. I mean, actually, last month, 47,000. The average for the last year is 50,000 a month. It's the best performing part of the entire jobs uh, schematic. It's just absolutely incredible. The grift goes on, all right? That's what Bidenomics is. It's one big grift. And speaking of a grift, we're going to take a break. Got to take a break. I want to, speaking of grifts, I want to figure out how did Joe Biden make his money? How is it that he has his beautiful estate in Rehoboth or wherever it is? He has a beautiful house in Wilmington, Delaware, and the guy's been a public servant for the last 500 years. All right, we're talking with Liz Peake, some Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, Steve Moore of FreedomWorks and Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and more money on the radio right after this show. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. Now, back to the Larry Gudlow Show. 
Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're talking money politics with Liz Peek and with Steve Moore. Look, kids, there's a story up, uh, Real Clear Politics, by Benjamin Weingarten. I don't know Mr. Weingarten. But the header is IRS whistleblowers expose DOJ's Biden family cover-up. Who will expose the crimes? Or how Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal triggered a bomb of epic proportions that may have blown the facade off the corrupt national security imperiling influence peddling scheme once and for all. The question here before the House, how did Joe Biden make all this money to afford his lifestyle. He owns two very substantial homes, multi-million dollar homes. Where did this money come from? Where did it come from, Liz Peek? That's a big question here. And what role, I mean, who's, you know, we can blame Hunter Biden all we want, but I think the boss of this crime family is Joe Biden. And I think he's going to wind up throwing his son under the bus. But where did the money come from? Where? What did they produce to get all this money? Well, I, I mean, what's interesting is that no one really has asked Joe Biden that or the White House to explain it. Mm. Uh, I, I suppose they would say giving speeches and writing books. But that's a pretty hard pill to swallow, given the lack of popularity of this president, among other things. Look, we know we know that there has been tens of millions of dollars funneled into various Biden family accounts over the last, I guess, 10 years uh, from China, Ukraine, Romania and Mm -hmm. other countries. Mm -hmm. There's no denying that. I I don't know how much of it went to Joe Biden. I don't know how much of it went to Hunter, who then paid for things for Joe Biden. But it is honestly, I think it is an incredible thing that the left-wing media, the New York Times, the Washington Post, barely has any curiosity about this or has sent reporters to try and follow the money. It's all a question, Larry, of following the money. And I think the American people, in the absence of good reporting and, and facts, have really up to the conclusion that it is a crime family. This is not working for this White House. Steve Moore, Jamie Comer has estimated, to Liz's point, Jamie Comer has estimated $40 million went into the Bidens. Again, through China, Romania, Ukraine, God knows where else. What is it that they offered in return? What services, what products, besides influence peddling? Or wait a minute, maybe it's all influence peddling. Well, you know, there's an old saying about Washington, and boy, do the Bidens prove it, that Washington is a city that people come to do good and end up doing well. And (laughs) the Bidens are certainly, you know, evidence of that. Uh, Biden has been in in the White House or in the um, Senate for, what, 40 to 50 years? Mm -hmm. So (laughs) that's a good question, Larry. How How do you get money? How do you get rich off of being um, in in uh, Congress or being in the White House? And the, and the answer, of, of course, is that they leveraged this. It's it's been influence peddling. Um, if you are right, and I, look, I don't know the facts here, but if you are right that this is a kind of a connection with the Chinese government, then it's not just graft. It goes beyond that, and it goes to treason. Mm-hmm. Yes, it goes to treason. That is correct. I mean, you. you China, Ukraine, Romania, you could 
maybe add to that Russia? I, I don't know. Oligarchs, Chinese yeah. Communist Party, Intel people. I mean, Liz, you, this is an incredible story. And um, the sense that I have, and there's going to be more this week, Jamie Comer says he's going to make some announcements. He's got private banks, uh, private bank accounts uh, that he's going to be unveiling that we hadn't seen before. But the bigger question is, where did this money come from down through the years? I mean, Joe Biden did not start out with a $2.5 million estate in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. He did not start out with another mansion in Wilmington, Delaware. As Steve said, he's worked 50 years in the public sector as a senator and vice president and president. Where did this money come from? Well, and, and I think what's intriguing about this is that oligarch in Ukraine who supposedly made tapes and who supposedly was hit up for $10 million bribe by Hunter and his father to be shared equally. He even commented about how the thing was being funneled through so many different LLCs and Mm. other kinds of entities. It would take 10 years to unravel. My guess is that's true. There's a lot of ways you can launder and hide money. And my guess is these people, it looks like these people have gotten pretty good at that. I mean, there's, you know, if, if we just had reporters doing their job, why is it that no one has said to, to Joe Biden, or no one will probably say in an upcoming debate, because there'll never be an upcoming debate with him, why use LLCs? And why have money going to uh, young women in your family who clearly have done nothing? I mean, it's, mm. all, it's all so obviously corrupt, uh, Larry. And, and by the way, I, I kind of keep coming back. I'm sort of surprised there hasn't been more thinking about about Donald Trump's first impeachment was about that phone call to the Ukrainian president asking Mm. supposedly for dirt on Joe Biden. What if there actually was dirt on Joe Biden? What if the Trump administration was following up on just what we are talking about now? Mm. The fact that Joe Biden actually did take a bribe to get uh, influence to help the uh, uh, Ukrainian uh, uh, oligarch have access politically in the United States, all that was, I mean, I think that's what Trump was asking about. And that's what he was impeached about. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You know, Steve, every Biden relative, child, grandchild has an LLC. The only one that doesn't have an LLC is Hunter Biden's kid in the Ozarks. He's the the only one who he won't acknowledge. He won't acknowledge that there's a grandchild. Papa Biden won't acknowledge that there's a grandchild in the Ozarks. Maybe she'll have an LLC. I don't know. We haven't seen that yet. She's the last one. Or the pole dancer. Uh, well, this question is, well, when does the media start you know, start paying attention to this? And I, I know exactly the answer to the question. When the media and the Democrats decide that Biden has a liability. I mean, as a Republican, there's no Democrat in the country. We're, we're losing you. We're, we're losing you. 
go close to a Sorry. window or something. Go ahead. Go ahead. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Oh, we I, got you. I don't know who you heard. I was just saying that the, de- the, the Democrats and the media will turn against Biden when they realize that he is a horrible candidate for 20, for, to, to be at the head of their ticket in 2024. So, look, think about that, though. Um, suppose there's a Trump-Biden debate. <laughs> what do you think Trump's going to say about this? Do you think he's going to be silent? I don't think so. You think he's going to raise these issues? So. And what do you think Biden's, how's he going to respond to that? He's going to stand up on the stage and say it's all malarkey? Yep. And, I mean, r- really? Is he going to get away with that? <laughs> I mean, Liz Peek, I, I mean, I think Biden's polls are falling because of the economy, because the country's underwater with respect to inflation and the middle class. I get all that. But I think this, uh, the Biden crime syndicate stuff has started to have a big impact on Biden, on his Absolutely. polls. Absolutely. The, the polling shows it in whenever asked about honesty and stuff like that. My yeah. gosh, there was a poll out that showed by far the majority of Americans think he did take a bribe. Yes. I, I believe that actually was like last week. By the way, on this grandchild, Maureen Dowd six hours ago posted uh, an op-ed saying it's seven grandkids, Mr. President. So, <laughs> you know, that doesn't sound like uh, a real enthusiastic uh, rah-rah from the New York Times. And we've talked about this before. The Ozark liberal media is beginning to crack. Liz Peek, Steve Moore. Listen to Steve Moore's radio show on most of these same stations. Thank you, kids. Liz Peek and Steve Moore. Fabulous stuff. I'm Cudlow. We'll be back next weekend. 